0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Nathan Daniel, and I'm excited that you're here. Hi, and welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, where we are on a mission to interview successful real estate brokers and industry leaders so we can learn what's working and peel back our industry so we can all learn together. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and welcome to the show. We have a very, very special guest uh, with us today. Uh, her name is Molly Butler from Remax Leading Edge in Saint Augustine, Florida. I know she's been in the business for over ten years, I believe, and I'm really excited to have her on the show. And so, everybody, please give a round of applause to Miss Molly Butler. Welcome, Molly. How are you? Woo. Oh,
1: thank you, thank you. I'm great. Doing doing great today.
0: Good, good. Yeah. So. Well, um, take just a second and introduce yourself to everybody uh, in the in the crowd, in the audience, listening online, watching on YouTube, wherever it is. Introduce yourself.
1: Sure. So um, I'm Molly Butler. I um, am the broker owner of uh, two Remax Leading Edges in um, Saint Augustine, Florida. Started in about three years ago. Um, been in real estate about ten years, a little over. Um, so absolutely love it. I started in residential and then moved quickly into commercial. So um, got a really awesome, got some really awesome experience doing some commercial stuff on land acquisition and some company acquisition stuff. And I really like it because it's creative, which is, you know, one of my strengths. But um, so I do that and I started um, out of nowhere, started this brokerage out of nowhere, but sort of planned uh, about three years ago. So um, going into our fourth year. So it's going really well. Absolutely love it. Um, love what I do. And, um, it was not ever my intention to do this, but I do absolutely love real estate. So it's my, my background's in microcellular biology. So like this was <laughs> a complete departure from what my degree and what I had wanted to be, but, um, absolutely love it. Cause I get to serve people and it's just loads of fun. No two days are the same, which is great because I'm ADD. So,
0: okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, well, again, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm going to stop and automatically throw a curveball real quick. What sure. is microcellular biology?
1: Um, something you get a degree in to look really good on a resume if you want to go to medical school. So, okay. Yeah. Right. So I uh, got into med school and then decided not to go. So, okay. If you'd not want me as your doctor, it'd be awful. <laughs> well,
0: So, so what took you from microcellular biology to real estate? Like what did that Um, path look like?
1: I mean, there was a long path in there, but I had, um, instead of going to med school, I started a nonprofit organization and then I had that, I grew it pretty big, pretty quick. And then, um, and then I got married and had babies and that took, you know, first place because you have little people, you have to keep them alive. So, um, That is a full-time job. And then um, it wasn't really working. I was doing a couple things in marketing, but um, then I've always really been interested in real estate. And my parents had invested in quite a bit, bought and sold, and, you know, had long-term holds for properties. So I thought it'd be something I could kind of do on the side while my kids were just starting to go back into, like, pre-K and everything. And then um, just quickly fell in love with it. So, you know, it's a very shortened version of how that journey went. But, yeah. Cool.
0: It's your elevator speech on your path to real estate. Yeah, I love that's
1: it. my 30-second pitch. <laughs>
0: okay. So now you've been in the industry for over 10 years, right? Yep. And uh, so so you've kind of seen the ups and downs, right? I mean, because 2009, 8, 9, 10, I mean, that was kind of the first, I mean, biggest bubble, obviously. That's when I got started in real estate. Right. And then we got to see it be really good. Now we're going through some things. I know as we've been talking to real estate brokers, like it's different all over the United States and that's really the point of this this podcast right now is to find out what's the temperature of where we're at today what what are the uh what what's working really well and also like like what's going on in your market
1: so we are super fortunate um so I got in 2000 I think I got my license 2009 so just over so I, I came in at the tail end of you know, what was an awful, awful time. And so, um, you know, now I think everybody freaked out for a couple months because we just had no idea what was going on. Um, But I heard um, actually an awesome, awesome um, talk from um, one of the founders of Twitter. He was talking about real estate, which was cool. And he said there are three things that people always have to do in person that need like relationship. And it's um, getting married, making a baby and buying a house. So (laughs) those are the big three. Yeah. But it's also three things that you kind of have to do in person. Like, yes, we have iBuyer and we've got, you know, virtual tours and all those things. But really, at the end of the day, like for now, I think our job and our industry has changed to where we have to provide for an experience. I mean, we still have to have that technical knowledge that backs it up, but really, you can get pretty much most of the technical knowledge you need from just Googling it on YouTube or Googling it on, you know, the internet. But, um, but in us providing for an experience that experience in these last four months, I think has changed real estate forever. Cause I think, um, that experience now has to be provided digitally and it, it kind of moved us ahead a couple of years from where I think we were falling behind just immediately in four months. So, um, where we are, we're really, really fortunate real estate was essential. So we did see a little bit of a slowdown, but not much. Um, and you know, we were able to still, buy and sell and transact. So we didn't see much, but I know there's another person I follow that said when all this changes and we really don't know what our industry is going to do, there was a ton of people that made a lot of money in 2008 and it was an agents that stayed in and they just had to change their business model. So looking ahead, it's really kind of paying attention to what's going to happen, not in the next like three months, but in the next year, two, three years, because what you do now is going to be affecting you in that time. So, um, so we're, we're fortunate because our market's really hot right now.
0: So, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's summertime. I know it's hundred degrees here in Oklahoma today and it's, there's this heat wave going through, but I know in real estate it's, it's, it's doing that. I'm hearing that all across the country and it's different. And I, and I want to hit on that. I want to go back to what you just said. Um, first off, now you said earlier, you have two offices currently, yes. right? Yeah. Now, how many agents would you say combined that, that you oversee and are responsible for
1: Um, this is really bad. I'm really bad with numbers. So I think we're like right around 40. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so not, not big, but, um, but our agents are really, um, very, very productive agents. So we've got some newbies, but most of our agents, we have a lot of really seasoned agents. So,
0: okay. So, Let's speak to that for just a few minutes, right? I mean, we we see this this shift happening, especially over the last 6 or well, really the last 6 months, especially right. the last 4 months. Like there's been a there's been a lot of change from traditional type real estate to oh my goodness, I've got to be 100% virtual. How do I sell a house without actually being in this experience face to face the entire time? Or like how do you pivot? Like so what do you find's working for your agents right now?
1: So um, there, there's quite a bit. So we were we were really fortunate in this respect. And, and again, like this was one of my strengths um, is um, I don't have a lot, but the few that I do have, this is one. <laughs> um, I'm very futuristic and strategic and thinking what's coming ahead. So um, like about a year ago, we started offering Matterport to all of our agents because I just felt it was really important because our community and our market is very transient. We have a ton of people from up north buying vacation homes, buying second homes, they're retiring here. So um, you see it a lot up north with having floor plans and the Matterport, the 3D walkthroughs. So those were provided for all of our listings, like right out of the gate. So when this happened, we didn't really skip a beat. But what we did have to implement, and we were fortunate enough that it was all integrated because I'm a big believer in systems, um, was the video. So video's been huge. So, I mean, I love BombBomb. Bomb. We use BombBomb Bomb a lot. Some people use it as a main CRM. Um, and now it now integrates with our CRM, which is nice, and there's some hiccups in there. But the BombBomb um, Bomb has been huge because when you're in Zoom, because when people can't meet and people can't, you know, you can't get a sense of people when you're not near them. So um, that was the big thing that's been working for everybody is over communicating, but doing it via video because people don't want to read emails. They're typically misinterpreted um, and they can't get your inflection out of it. So, you know, I send bomb bombs all the time, like, cause nobody will read an email. If I send it, even if I put like 18 asterisks and say, this is really, really important, nobody will read it, but they will watch my 30 second video on yeah. that. So, Video's
0: been huge. Oh, absolutely. And I love Bomb Bomb. I'm a Bomb, Bomb ambassador, if you want to call call that. I know I've got the shirt, right? I mean, I think Bomb Bomb, I mean, they've been around for a while as well. And I know with video, um, you, you, you were speaking to experience earlier. I know with video, you get to show your personality, whereas an email, it's pretty dry, right? Right. Exactly. So I love that you said that because it's 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 showing your personality. It's very easy to do, right? And I know with technology today, whether it's through Facebook Messenger, BombBomb, or a program like that, you pull your phone out, you shoot a quick video, and and you're done, right? Right. And you get to get to do that.
1: Well, and I think too, it shows. um, You know, I think through this too, people. Um, we're very concerned before this, people were really concerned that it had to be like professionally shot and it had to be all these things. And now everyone's like, listen, I'm at home, like literally you might have to see my kids walk in, but like, I'm at home just like you. And today I actually washed and did my hair, but most days it's curly. So, you know, it, I think it's also very real and there's a lot like, I'm a super geek cause you know. But there's a lot psychologically that they say like when you are within like three to four feet of a person that's actually within their comfort zone. So by you continuously using the video, like people actually feel more comfortable with you because like their 2,000 or 10,000 or a million-year-old brain or whatever it is, um, it it, it actually helps them to relate and feel more comfortable with you as a person. So I think people got comfortable with saying um, being more real and being more vulnerable and just – everybody kind of accepting that we're all in the same boat together as far as like what's going on. So um, you know, I think a lot of people got over themselves with professional video.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, B U B Real. I mean that's a tagline right. that I got, right? <laughs> Hashtag B U B Real. And that's it. I mean it's you've got to find your authentic voice and and just don't be afraid to show that. And so let's dive into that a little bit because as as we were talking a little bit earlier, I there's been some growth in your world. Right. And you've had to grow through this. And I know a lot of leaders have, right. So who yes. have you had to become? Right. And I mean, you have probably Bomb BombBomb or some type of video service to help with this, but right. who have you had to become to support your, your 40 agents right now yeah. in your office as a leader to them?
1: Yeah, that was, um, that was, I mean, I, that was hard because um, I'm, I'm a servant person. I'm like a servant leader. Like I will put everybody else first before myself. So um, for me, it was really um, trying to be cognizant of um, just what their needs were and trying to identify that because a lot of people don't ever tell you that they need help or want help. I mean, some people are very fairly vocal, but I would think 90% of people want to try to figure it out on their own. So trying to identify the needs of everybody and being um, – Asking more questions and and being more engaged um, as a leader, because I'm typically very engaged, but even more so in asking for feedback, asking for what people want to see, what they they need right now. And also, um, because I'm a mom and in the same boat as a lot of our agents, because a lot of them are moms, um, or just people at home, even if they're just home taking care of somebody else or just stuck in your house, um, realizing too that everybody's human, so you can't have five Zooms a week because you just get really, really burnt out. So just um, being more aware of the, um, of just people's capacity, I think. Um, and yeah. listening, truly having to, I love the talk, but truly having to like shut that down and listen. So yeah, that's
0: it. So so showing up for people in multiple ways, right? Yeah. And being open to shutting yourself down and listening Right. super important as a leader.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent.
0: All right. So knowing what you know now, looking back at the last six months, like knowing what you know now, is there anything else that you would do differently?
1: Uh, I know I wrote my answer down earlier. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, there's... Yes, for sure. Um, so we, we actually shut down one of our offices that was located above an urgent care. I would have done that sooner because... Um, it was just not a healthy situation because they weren't, you know, people were going in to get tested. So, so it, was it was
0: in, so it was in the same building as an urgent care. Oh, wow. Sharing okay. the same
1: entrance. Yeah. So not a great place to be in 2020. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I would have shut that down earlier. I would have, um, there was a program that we were looking to launch and again, like it, it would have helped the agents, but it would have kept us all really, really involved Um, that was just like a concierge program we were building within our office. And we had to shut it down through doing a trade show for the agents. Um, And we had to shut that down because of COVID. And I would have kept that going because it was small businesses that really did get affected. While we're still operating, they were not. So, and I was very concerned and consumed with my agents. And this is first and foremost. And you know, nobody knew what they didn't know. So we did not know what, May was going to look like back in March. So, but I I probably would have kept that going, um, just to keep some of, some more of our involvement with the, um, with some of the local businesses that we work with. I mean, they all, they all did okay. Fortunately, we kind of like limped our way through some of it, but I I would have done a better job with that. So, okay. Yeah.
0: So, so one shutting down the place that was inside of the local (laughs) ER. Yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah. Um, And then two, going back and make sure that you kept the concierge service going because, I mean, now pivoting, right? I mean, being flexible, we have to do that. And, you know, I'm a big believer, right? Being the mayor of your town and if you can help support your agents in doing that, like starting that, I could definitely see how that would bring value not only to your agents but also to to those businesses as well. I mean, I'm sure so many of them were affected like all of us with this whole shutdown that we've all been through recently.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure, so. Okay, so
0: tell me a little bit about like a time that you failed <laughs> and what did you learn from that and how did you grow through that?
1: Did you read my answers? Cause this oh, is yeah. one, my favorite answer. Yeah. All right, so I literally fail every day. Uh, I think it was, I don't know who said it, Dave Ramsey, somebody. I listen to podcasts every day, but, um, so now I'm gonna listen to yours, yeah. but, um, uh, I just sit on a mountain of failures, like every day. I'm not, um, I wrote a really good book about failure and just not being afraid to fail, but also failing forward. So, um, but I truly just fail every single day and I just try to learn from it. Um, I'm constantly analyzing myself and just saying, okay, I really stunk at that. and I'm not going to do it again. And, you know, try not to make the same mistakes twice, but it's just, you know, you can't bet, you can't bet a thousand and it's just, you just keep going and swinging and you just keep learning. And that's pretty much it. I mean, um, I think the one thing, cause I'm not a numbers person, I, I'm pretty decent about leveraging out my weaknesses, but the one thing I would have done through, I don't know if it's through this or just in general, but um, my best friend is my CFO. And for a little while I was like, Oh yeah, we can do this. We can handle this for like a year. And I was like, Oh gosh, no, we can't. Like I would have um, definitely, you know, money is not my, Item of success, like I doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't look at numbers. I don't like it. So, um, but I would have paid more attention to that because, as a business owner, you would just have to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I knew to a degree, but I would have dug deeper. So, right out of as, the get-go.
0: As far as, do you think you got too close as friends? Business is that what you're saying, or is not, that something else? Not at all. Just paying okay.
1: pay attention to profitability. Like, I like looking gotcha. in my office. And I like lots of snacks, and I like like all these really pretty lovely things that I'm yeah. just like, oh, we're just gonna buy them all. But then now like that I've made a commitment to actually pay attention, I'm like, oh wow, we just spent like tons of money on all this stuff that was didn't really give us any return. Like mm-hmm. it was nice and I liked that it was there, but just focusing more on like, okay, um, and I think I wrote that too, like filtering, especially financial decisions through who, I, who I, what I want this company to be so that you know it doesn't so some of the decisions are not you know they weren't in line with what my mission and my vision were so um filtering those decisions now through that filter
0: i love that and uh that reminds me of uh of of story branding right i mean you you create this underlying message with your mission vision values beliefs right? right and and then you get to turn around and make all your decisions through that. Like, that's very, very smart because especially when you're open and you said this earlier, like with your agents, like being transparent with them and, and seeking advice and feedback from them on what's important to them right? It, and being intentional about looking at your profit. Right. Cause the more profit you make, yeah, we're in business to make money, but honestly, most people that are real estate brokers today, is it really about the money or is it more about the people? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, like the more money you make, the more value you can bring to the company. Yeah, and absolutely. So, yeah.
1: I had to have that nailed into my head. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you make a crap load of money and you do this, you can just impact so many people. So now I'm on that train. I like that train.
0: Good. Good. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Well, yeah. um, so let's talk about uh, being accountable to somebody and- you know, you were talking about profit and sure. and now bouncing. I mean, that's what the CFO is there for, right? I mean, you, right. you have that ability to bounce some, some ideas off of. But as a leader, um, one thing that we see in our industry a lot of times is the broker owners, you know, they sometimes they have resources to go to. But, like, when you're up here and you have a question or you're working to hit a goal, like, who do you turn to?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. And I, I've had this conversation a lot with um, – some good good friends recently because um you know as a leader too especially when you're operating like at a higher level um they're not it's it's kind of lonely like there are not a lot of people that you can talk to that you can say hey like this is what i'm up against and it's you know this thing because most people look at me and they t- think i have three heads like if i told them what i'm doing right now they would just think i was crazy so um so right now, which has been a huge blessing, um, I did get a coach, a business coach, um, and she's amazing. And she's part of your, I think this is T- this is Tyrell, so she's Also, Jen Henry.
0: She's freaking yeah, phenomenal. She's amazing. Yeah, Jen Henry. Love her to death. Shout out Jen. There you go. I
1: know. I, I want to clone her and just like I'm, I'm just going to kidnap her one day. She's yeah. amazing. But um, so she's you know again, like I know that I won't let somebody else down. So uh, I had to pay somebody to hold me accountable because all these things I wanted to do and also to just get clarity on what I wanted. Um, but, and she's helped me with that tremendously. So, so now it's, um, just changing my mindset to, um, with the accountability, cause I will not be accountable to myself, just that, um, changing the mindset to, you know, by me, not doing these things and other, these people are going to suffer like, mm-hmm. and I won't grow like, this is what John says about me. She's like, people are blessed when they're a part of your world. So like, by you not like making your world bigger. Th- that's actually hurting those people. So yeah, I don't well, know.
0: Well, and it's, it's interesting too, because I know as real estate broker owners, we have to wear so many hats, right? Yeah. And we have goals, whether it's personally, whether it's in business. And a lot of times those take the back seat, especially when we have to start throwing on, Hey, broker hat, I got a real estate fire. Right. Are right. there really any fires in real estate unless the actual house is on fire? But, right. I mean, but right. we have to wear these because there's all sorts of urgency in our world, or at least the perception of urgency. And sometimes those goals get thrown in the back. So having somebody in your corner is very important, right? No, it, whether it's a coach, whether it's, you know, somebody to hold you accountable, because I know if you're like me, distractions happen. Right. Oh. I mean, they come up.
1: Yeah. Squirrel. Like- yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really just try to focus on doing like one goal and just doing one thing every day. That's it. Yeah. Just one. Like if I can do that, then because there's some days I can't get anything done because you know your phone just rings off the hook and but just doing one thing that moves me closer to that um, is is huge because then I'm not ignoring it because it's easy to get distracted for days or a week or weeks at a time. So if you're focusing on one thing. And you're just doing one thing towards that goal every day. If it's small, like, but my main thing is like, if I can just do one thing mm-hmm. every day, moving me towards that, then I'm in good shape. And um, and getting rid of the distraction too. I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, and, and coming from commercial too, like before COVID hit, I was buying like three businesses, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and I can you know, juggle all these plates and it was a beautiful reset cause it all fell through when COVID hit. Um, and, but it also, you know, Jen and I talk about sluts, just focus. It's like you channel all that energy into one thing and that one thing's going to be amazing. But yeah. if you've got hundred percent of your energy divided up between six things, nobody's getting the best of you. So figuring yeah. out where you, where you want the best of you to go is huge. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, very cool. Well, okay. So, from a uh uh, two questions first question is if you were going to give advice to a real estate agent that's starting today just launching getting going like what advice would you give to an agent to to persevere through the changes and everything going on in our world
1: yeah um so definitely that to start learning about business like run your business like a business um I, I, I'm a huge reader. I'm an avid reader. I read everything. So I give out books like they're TikToks. TikTok, not TikToks.
0: <laughs> I was like, are we TikToking all of a sudden? Like we're on TikTok. Okay, here we go.
1: I, I have TV kids. So they're like, let me hear about TikTok all day long. No, like they're TikToks. So, TikToks.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So like The E Myth, I think is the number one book any person getting into this business should read. But, um, but um, definitely to treat your business like, like a business. And also, just because you work for yourself doesn't mean you don't have to have a schedule. Like, you have to have a schedule. Like, every day, you can stick to a schedule like you're showing up for a job somewhere else. And then also, just, you know.
0: All right, Delusia. Oh, did I lose ya? We'll be right back. I'm on back, time to go. Mm-hmm. Hey. There you are.
1: Yes. Sorry. Hold on. I got to turn my volume up. So now I'm on my phone because our internet just went out.
0: Oh, no. The challenges of working at home.
1: Comcast sucks. Sorry.
0: No, you're good. No worries. So- That's why I don't do these live because I've we've dropped a couple people. Like um, I have another show that I do, and it's called Real Conversations, and I'll bring agents on and actually live coach them. And so like me and another coach and we just do a live coaching and anyways, but they have to come on. Well, it's, it, it's never failed. My co-host has dropped off a couple times.
1: Oh my gosh. And yeah.
0: so it's like good that there's always two people there, but like anytime we're doing an interview like this, that we drop off and then I'll splice it all together and make it look good in the end. So
1: yeah, I'm sorry.
0: No, you're good. No worries. Okay. So we're still recording. So we're just going to hop back into it. How about that? Okay. Sure. Um, okay. So you were not. talking about learning. Okay. Let's just start over with this agent. The agent question.
1: Oh yeah. What What do they do as a new
0: yeah. agent? So all yeah, right. So, I- so hold on. Let me Let me write this down. Thirty one thirty. All right. So let me ask. Uh, I got a couple more questions. Let's Let's sure. first and foremost talk about um, agents. Okay. With with everything going on right now, like what piece of advice would you give to an agent um, in the business today as a leader? Uh,
1: new agent or seasoned?
0: Um, I tell you what. I mean, new agents. Um, that, let's let's start there.
1: Okay. So, um, new agents um, definitely that um, to treat your business like a business. Um, read the um book, The E <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a great book. It's a, it, the, yeah, and the Emeath revisited. I mean, I think they do that one as well. But Emeath yeah. is a great book. Yeah,
1: um, and and also just to, you know, be cognizant of the fact that you've got to be learning based because you don't know what you don't know, and um, you know everything people learn in real estate school they can like drop ninety percent of it. So um, to really just go deep into trainings and coaching, but to trainings, coaching, and accountability. But to um, also just be aware that they don't have to do everything at once. Um, real estate super, super basic. And if they just focus in the areas of their strength, they're going to be fine. But they don't have to pay attention to all the shiny, glittery things that are going on. They don't have to be good at everything. So just get really, really good at a couple things. Like I always say like riches are in the niches. So get really, really good at something. Um, but, you know. Patience is huge because it's a tough business, but you can do it ex- exceptionally well um, right out of the gate. But the big thing is just to be learning based because there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
0: be learning based, take your time and don't, yeah. don't rush it.
1: Don't rush it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and also not being afraid um, of failure or asking for help or questions because, you know, I know. I wrote my first contract like a week after I got my license and I had to have somebody else completely do it. And I was mortified. I'm like, I should know this, but they're like, no, you shouldn't. You've just, you've had your license a week. you like, you shouldn't know this. So know that you're going to make 8,000 mistakes and you'll make a mistake. on am pretty almost like every transaction, but like no two are the same. So it's okay. You're just going to not do that again. Like you just learn as you go. So really it's just experience, but um, just not being afraid to not jump in because of that. I think because yeah. a lot of people are, they're afraid of making a mistake or having it look wrong. It's like, you're gonna make mistakes, just say you're sorry and gone. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Absolutely, and then as a, from a leadership standpoint, like
1: yeah.
0: how are you showing up for those new agents in your world right now that are in that position?
1: Um, so we are very, very heavy on the coaching, training and accountability. I mean, that okay. is our number one. Um, I think that's one of our biggest strengths is that we have really, really good systems and programs available for people. Um, and in really, really good support staff so that nobody is ever by themselves. Um, and you know, we also, I'm, I'm a big believer in like, I'm never going to tell somebody how much money they need to make. Like I want them to tell me how much it's going to take for their life to work. So backing into the numbers and like breaking it down so that it's not as overwhelming. Um, I literally had like a new agent tell me they wanted to make a million dollars their first year. I was like, well, we do not live in New York City. We live in St. Augustine. (laughs)
0: Yeah
1: you can do that but this is what you're gonna to have to do every day which means you're not going to get to sleep at all or yeah. eat or do anything so um but you know being um as a leader that's i think our big thing is just we we coach we help them be accountable um we've got lots and lots of training but also as a leader we also i try to be cognizant of what their situation is mm-hmm. so that and, and check in checking with them to make sure they're like you know, how things are going, what can we adjust so that they're getting what they need um, and are showing up where they need to be showing up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, going back and looking um, from the brokerage standpoint and, and giving some advice, right? This is the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, and primarily people listening to this are real estate brokers. So, yeah. Like, looking at the growth and, and everything that you've gone through um, since you've been in the business with the recent pivots and transitions that we've all had to make, like, right. what advice would you give to another broker right now in today's world?
1: Um, this is going to sound awful, but it's true. And I, I'm stealing it. I did not make this up. Um, they said RIP, like, rip off and duplicate. Like, mm-hmm. um, just... You know we all kind of do the same thing it's just everybody's got a different flavor to it so um if you see somebody else doing something well go ahead and do it make it your own um there's so much i mean a lot of the stuff that we've implemented has all come from stuff i've heard from other brokers um i've got you know a great network of people that i can of other brokers that i can talk to to say what are you doing and everybody's idea sharing and it's not that they're stealing it which is you know if you're doing something well, like if somebody's trying to do what you do, it's flattery, like that you impress them. So yeah. it's okay to share, like you're going to do it your way. They're going to do it their way. So um, I think being able to connect, sorry. There you overall, go. Um, I think being able to connect with other people um, and just sharing ideas and asking for help through this is huge because yeah. having somebody ahead of you to say, Hey, this is what I did and you're going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. Come on. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it gives you a lot of relief because people have been through it before. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then knowing also on the back end, too, like eventually somebody's going to come to you and you're going to be that resource for somebody else, right? It, it's a exactly. cycle, right? I mean, you're going to start doing something and it's going to be like, oh my goodness, how are you doing that? And people are going to come to you, right? Fully anticipate somebody's going to do the same thing and take it and, yeah. and attempt to duplicate it. So, All
1: right. Pay it yeah. for can Yeah. You just, you just, pay it forward. And especially too, like it's, it's great being in a network in a network of people from all over the country too. It's not, they're not in my backyard. They don't care. Like if somebody's in Seattle, they don't care what I'm doing in St. Augustine, Florida at all. So I think being able to reach out and get those resources is really huge because I didn't do that in the beginning. And I wish I had, I wish I had reached out more to other brokers who had done it before versus just saying, you know, trying to muscle through it on your own because literally some Some offices will just share their entire Dropbox. This is how we do everything. Go ahead, take it. We don't care. So just, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Just polish it up and make it shinier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for you, now we're going to transition back to you, because I want to know where your success is going from this point forward. Like, what are you focused on now? And what does success look like to you in the future?
1: Yeah, so um, again, um, this was a huge, uh, COVID was a blessing because it was a big reset. For me, I um, so um, for me it's just growth, 100%. With this one company, not five companies. Um, you know, I still own two other companies, but those kind of run themselves. But yeah, um, yeah. But truly growth, but big, big, massive growth. Because I think like where our industry is going in the next five years, it's going to be like you know two types of brokerages, and I know which one I want mine to be. So, um, but I also think that. You know, if you look at the trends of our commissions, they're going down, and our profit margins going down, and our margin, you know, on return is going down for everything. So mm-hmm. you either got to be big or go home. So that's right. I'm going to be big as fast as I can.
0: There you go. So yeah. focusing on on growth, focusing on value to your people, bringing it, being flexible, being vulnerable. Like that's yeah. a lot of what I heard today. It, it's just yeah. being, um, what I like to call, being a transparent leader. Right.
1: Yes, I'm, and, I'm very transparent. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a filter. I wish <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I I get that too. I mean, sometimes, well, I I've said some stuff, and I'm like, yeah, put that back in the mouth. I wish yes. I could take that piece back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That so, a lot. well, awesome. Well, everybody, uh, we have been talking to Molly Butler with Remax Leading Edge out of St. Augustine, Florida. Molly, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you coming on and being real with us and helping us grow together as brokers leading an industry right now.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, you too. Take care.
0: Well, thanks for listening to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. To check out past episodes, tools, and resources, visit brokertobrokerpodcast.com. And always remember, be you and be real.